of the living geek. Moshi Moshi, and welcome to episode 18 of Super Sukhoi Cast. I'm Justin. And I'm Alex. This week we're going to continue talking about One Punch. One Punch! Alright, I wasn't expecting <laughs> you to hold it that long. That was pretty good, though. Uh, almost, almost on that guy's level. Just kind of get back into it. One Punch is on Hulu, and we also found out it's on Viz. Um, I believe it's an app you can download on the PlayStation, or if it even has a website. Well, when I saw, I used the website, because they had uh, it available there for streaming, and they have um, comics and other things you can look at, too, but they don't okay. have a whole lot in terms of streaming. It's mm-hmm. only certain things. Okay, well, I actually didn't even really know about Viz. It's funny, because you see, like, Viz Media for some shows, but, like, I never... Would have thought, thought of to it look, look them for up. a show. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So we left you guys off with One Punch at episode six. So we finished up the rest of season one, which was episode seven through twelve. Yep. I want more. Me too. It's such a great show. You know, it's so fun to mm-hmm. watch, and it just draws you in. Even though there's not a whole lot happening. No, if there you really think isn't. about it, like plot wise, there's not a whole lot going on. But it's just it's it, so fun. Yeah. It like I don't know. It, it's not so story based. It's just an extremely fun it, anime. It like, seems it's more hard. like heartfelt, even though yeah. there's not a lot of emotion kind of mm-hmm. stuff going on which is strange to say but you know so within these episodes some of the few major notes they had to deal with he fought a giant meteor that was going to destroy earth basically that was saitama and he only was able to defeat it after basically other heroes attempted to destroy it right it's not like they helped him he was the only one who could do it and he still did it and then he got yelled at for doing it even though it saved earth basically and i think so far that's been the only inanimate object that they've had to mm-hmm. come across so far everything else has been a king of something uh, yeah some evil ruler after the meteor they also ended up having to fight the ancient king which was this giant dinosaur that came out of a cave but he didn't do it it was one of the other s-class heroes mm-hmm. uh, what's her name tatsumaki yeah which was the the psychic girl with the green hair which was funny because they didn't even want her to but she did it anyway yeah she was all mad because they called her over there for nothing anyway i don't really care for her character she kind of annoys me and makes me upset because it's like (laughs) but see like the thing is to me everybody's got that like pompous i'm the best hero that's why i'm s class whatever but she's like s4 or something she's not even the top two or three but she's like just so arrogant it really kind of it's not the same it's yeah. different it, well maybe it's that's just another way for us to connect more with saitama mm-hmm. because all of the other people are just jerks yeah maybe at least genos isn't a jerk yeah he's an s-class hero well he didn't start off well i mean he did start off that way technically, technically. but but you know when he started off he was just friends yeah so. exactly Saitama also fought uh, what is known as the Sea King, which was actually giving a lot of people trouble. Pretty much destroyed Genos. He was amazing, though, the yeah. Sea King. He was. He was really cool, and it was neat because they, they did it in like, different aspects. Like, it wasn't raining, so like he was still really strong, and he's still messing up most of these like, A-class heroes. And all of a sudden, it started raining, and so he got to like really release his power. Right, because he's aquatic, so yeah. the water, like, like, it like reinflated him. Boosted him. Water steroids, I guess. But uh, he destroys Genos, and then, of course, Saitama comes in and utterly obliterates this guy. And this was also the first episode where there was one character that took up more than one episode. Exactly. But again, Saitama ended up laughing and being like, that's right, I took all the credit after all of these people 
laid it on the line. Like, he was trying to make the other heroes seem better because the people were like, if it took a C-class hero, what's up with all these other S-classes? Like, I don't know, he's trying to save the reputation of the heroes by letting himself be demoralized by the people. Yeah. It was a good episode, and I actually really liked that little mini arc in the show, even though almost everything takes only one episode. We also got to meet a lot of the other S-rank heroes. All the S-class heroes were called because of a predicted catastrophe that was coming to Earth, and they wanted them all in one location to handle it when it arrived. There was like 12 of them, I think, I right? Think, yeah, I think there was 12. Yeah, and we met all of them except for two who number were not... Number one and number two, I think, weren't there. Yeah, because they weren't they weren't there. Yeah, but who knows where they were. They're too lazy to show up. They didn't care. They're like A lot of S-class heroes think they're better than everybody, so they just don't want to participate unless they absolutely see it as something necessary and there's a lot of weird kind of heroes like watchdog man Mm -hmm. you know he's just like it's a dude in a dog costume and pig god what (laughs) is up with that guy like i don't who knows like what is his power can he just like vacuum maybe he's like kirby and he can just go everything yeah Yeah, you know that makes sense or he just has really strong smell (laughs) maybe (laughs) (laughs) you know thinking back on it we actually met the second S-class hero, uh, Metal Knight. Oh, yeah. That's his name. We, we met did. him during the Meteor episode, and he wasn't there because he was off doing his own thing. You mm-hmm. end up actually seeing him at the finale because he shows up after everything's said and done because he wants to collect alien technology to make Further himself him. stronger. Right, exactly. And so that kind of makes you wonder, is he really a hero or is he just using this to... Further himself. As an evil person, possibly. They kind of hint at that too because mm-hmm. um, people start warning Genos about it, but yeah. we don't. We won't know until we find out more about the story. Exactly. Not to give away the finale of the season, it was actually a really awesome fight between Saitama and again this like alien king that was trying to either take over or destroy Earth. Yes. Because he himself liked Saitama so strong, he was trying to find someone worth fighting. A girl worth fighting for. Again, that was another fight that took up more than one episode. It might have been three, but I only think it was two episodes. It was really good, like the way they built it up off of it being like a predicted catastrophe off of this seer who ended up dying and this was her last like premonition. And then the overall fight with the guy was really cool. I think his name was Boros. I really enjoyed it and it was awesome seeing Saitama have a hard battle. I'm curious to see if they're going to do anything else with Amai Mask, which is Mm. the S-rank number one guy, right? No, he's A-rank number one. He doesn't want to go to S-class. Right. He's like the barrier. Because he wants to be able to control who goes into S-class. Exactly. That's right. He's like a model actor slash hero, and he's stronger than being A-rank number one, but he's trying to make sure only people like Genos makes it into S-class. And they hint at him being like ridiculously powerful and like he's got all of this stuff under his sleeve and everything but we haven't seen much of anything they've only shown him like twice i think really uh yes when genos first makes us class and then the very end of uh the show basically yeah oh and he also had that interview oh that's right on the tv show Mm -hmm. so three times but still you know what i mean like they haven't said much about him well they haven't said much about a lot of characters either though they just kind of show them yeah more about like saitama and uh, genos really but i think they'll get more into it hopefully um in season two much to the excitement of everybody, season two is currently in development. They haven't said when it's going to be released, but they're estimating it's sometime at the end of this year or maybe even early 2017. Oh, that's soon. I thought it would be a lot later than that. 
like mid 2017 or something i don't know if that's really soon i mean that's i mean like the whole the whole year nine away. months i like, guess <laughs> is, yeah, time. well time flies when you're getting old i guess <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> but um i look forward to it and i i don't imagine it not doing as well no i think it'll be really exciting to see what they end up doing and what mm-hmm. characters they bring in and i mean we haven't read the manga or anything so everything's going to be a surprise to us although they do sell the mangas we saw them at the bookstore just the other day we did I was surprised that they had the One Punch manga there. Yeah, me too. Pleasantly surprised, but yes. still surprised. Surprised nonetheless. You know, I was like, hey. <laughs> um, I think I saw one through five, so probably yeah. was that just the first season in manga. I didn't know if they had any yeah, like, second season for I, it or not. Yeah, I flipped through them, but I didn't really like read them. Although I will say that when I was flipping through them, it seems like they follow the manga very, very closely for the show, which is nice. That's good. Yeah, like there was a couple of things that they left out. But I don't think that, you know, those things would have been necessary to put into the show either. Mm-hmm. Like, Puri Puri Prisoner, they had more of his backstory in the manga that I saw. But okay. it wasn't, you know, that's not super necessary for the show. Because no. we're not focusing on him. No, and the way I think they introduce some of the characters is fine. Because you yeah. get to see who they are, what they're about, kind of what their powers are. Their strength, I guess you can say. So, yeah. not overly hitting on all of them like they would do in the um, manga is not necessary. Exactly. Although, I do hope that they show some more of Sonic. Because mm. I really liked him. I thought he was neat. I feel like he's going to be a recurring, like, arch nemesis in a sense. Somebody yeah. not strong well, enough, but someone who's just going to be a nuisance. Yeah, maybe like an anti-hero. He's yeah. not really there to fight anybody, but he will be if they get in his way. Yeah. He's just kind of there. Well, like, because the thing is, almost every single person that he's defeated so far, Saitama has mm-hmm. defeated so far, is done. They don't come back. But Sonic's been in, like, three episodes. That's true. Or, or three or almost four episodes. And he- I guess that's because he wasn't really quite sent there for Sonic. He just ran into Sonic when he was chasing after those guys in the mobile suits, remember? Yeah, but so. then he also showed up in the Sea King episode. Right. And then did he also show up in the finale? I think he showed up in the finale th- area too. Yeah, he did, yeah. So, I mean, like, he's not a hero, but he's, like, an, a hired assassin right. who just kind of keeps showing up. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing his development in the show as well. Exactly, because they got to be saving something for him, otherwise they yeah. wouldn't keep bringing him up. And you know who else has also been in there? The guy who did steal the mobile suit. He ended up joining the hero oh, so hammerhead the yeah, hammerhead. yeah hammerhead so he's like trying to turn his life around too and he's trying to become a hero also bang they've been showing him quite a bit too they have I'm the thinking, older martial arts guy maybe he'll pick up genos and saitama and like train them in his ways of martial arts so not well, only will they'd... genos be like super strong or yeah not genos, but uh saitama but he'll learn actually how to fight i mean they kind of he tried that already though remember that's true and then they ran out because they were like what what are you showing us this doesn't make sense like... yeah that's true <laughs> And the fact that, like, Bang's, um... Is it Bang mentee? or Bong? Bong? I guess Bong, technically, if you're pronouncing it in Japanese. Maybe. I don't it's know. B-A. Yeah. Oh. Bong. But his, what is it, his mentee? His his student? Yeah. I guess when they were, they were getting trained, and, like, Saitama was just... He's like, in... this is the strongest guy you have? <laughs> yeah, like, what is this? And the guy was so offended, like, he was gonna fight him for his master, and mas- the Bang or Bong was like don't you'll get destroyed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't even attempt it this guy's probably the strongest person in the world referring to saitama and it's like that kind of just gives you a hint that this guy is a huge s-class hero and he's like right i think he's one of the few people that actually knows about saitama and what he's been doing because he was there for the meteor right um i think he he, he was knows. there for the seeking too i yeah, think yeah or he just knows of it yeah obviously and then he was there for the finale 
He has an ally somewhere. Well, and Moomin Rider. And Moomin Rider, because, yeah. yeah. Moomin Rider's just... He's just a fun C-class hero. Exactly. No, no real strengths. He's just there. He's got, like, the but, personality. Yeah. He was the only person to write Saitama a thank you letter. Yes. Which is awesome. Yeah, it was. Really nice. It's kind of like, aw. I guess there is a lot more character development than I thought. You you kind of get to see a lot yeah. more, like, looking back at well, it. Well, that's and what I'm saying. saying like, wow. it's there. You get this, like, emotional attachment. Or, well, not really, but you feel... It feels more heartfelt felt mm-hmm. like a show you yeah. know but like they don't show you a whole lot but they show you enough it keeps you interested yes. and i now want to learn about other characters now that i've looked back on it in my mind and going oh they had this person several times i exactly. wonder where it's going versus since everything's always been kind of like a, a one shot thing for this show a now, one punch a one punch you might say <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> It'll be fun to see more character development, and hopefully season two will be more than just 12 episodes. Um, I but we'll be it watching will. it regardless. So. Yeah, but I pray it is, because I could use that one punch crave. Yes. <laughs> um, let's get into the second anime we started. We um, began watching Haikyuu. Yes, uh, volleyball anime. We, we realized we hadn't seen any sports anime for the show yet, so we're no. like, let's let's find one. You know? Yeah, we always kind of just find like the fun, goofy Anyways, it seems like maybe fighting styles or something like this. But yeah, we decided to actually give a sports anime a try. I quite enjoy it so far. Me too. I am pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. I didn't think... I wasn't quite sure what to expect with it. I didn't know if it was going to be like super competitive mm-hmm. or if it was going to be fun or what it was going to be exactly. Because I've seen Free. And mm-hmm. Free was good, but it's definitely not the same as this. Um, well, let's start off with it's on Hulu and it's on Crunchyroll. Yep. Um, we've watched one of one through six so far, and there's 25 episodes in one season. There are two seasons to Haikyuu, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're not that far yet. No, no, we've only gotten through episode six. It was initially published as a one-shot in seasonal Jump Next, and then as of 2015, 19 volumes have been released in Japan. So it turned into something quite good, yeah, apparently. Yeah, and I think I can see why. The anime began airing in April of 2014, and the second season started in October of 2015. So, I mean, we're already kind of behind. It's got two seasons well, out. Yeah, and then both seasons came out way before last year. Yeah. Or, sorry, before this year. Exactly. So we're starting behind, but, I mean, it's a newer anime. It's not like we watched a really old sports anime, which we attempted, I think, one time. Yeah, we were going to, but um, What was that I basketball anime? Nah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. We were going to give it a shot, and just it didn't work out. So we gave this one a try, and I'm glad we did. So the story of Haikyuu focuses on Shoyo Hinata, who is a high school student now, but mm-hmm. when the show first started, the first few episodes, he was actually in junior high. Yes. And it was showing how he loved volleyball, basically. And yeah. he created the school's volleyball team with just a bunch of his friends who knew nothing about how to play volleyball. Well, yeah, like, so one day he was riding home and he saw, a, I think it was a high school, like the Nationals on TV, and there's a guy known as the Little Giant, someone kind of like him, short, but had really good jumping ability mm-hmm. and he like fell in love with it then because he's like if that guy can do it i can do it so he spent his whole entire junior high years trying to form a volleyball club but no one wanted to join him sadly unfortunately unfortunately he ended up having to practice for himself and train himself so he doesn't really know what he's doing mm-hmm. at all really exactly. he's just kind of just kind of going with the flow you get a brief and i mean very brief glimpse of that before he goes into high school in the one tournament he decides to join at the end when he finally got some of his friends to agree 
They got stomped, yeah, to say did. the least. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to see his like amazing physical abilities, his jumping, his speed, agility, stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. it was really kind of cool, and you can and see. And other people saw it too, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh wow, this kid could go places." You know what I mean? And he ended up forming a rivalry with one of the characters at that tournament. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that when he got into high school. The rival was at the same high school, yeah. and they were attempting to join the same team. Yep. And they did not get along. No. So it's about them trying to figure out how to work together and create a team and, you know, do what they both love. So his rival and or now, like, I guess, frenemy? Frenemy? <laughs> his frenemy at school yeah. um, is Tobio Kageyama. He's also got this nickname, King of the Court, because he's so demanding. He was a jerk. <laughs> yeah, he's he's one of those guys who was like, I'm the best, I know what we need, listen to me. Yeah. And so he was on a team that could have easily made nationals in junior high, but his team stopped he pushed playing them away. with him. Yeah, they just stopped playing with him. So He they... pushed them so much mm-hmm. that they were like, um, no. no. But funnily enough, of course, you match this arrogant person with the person who just loves the sport so much, and they kind of mesh. Right. And they form... Well, it's kind of like they have the same emotional connection with the game, mm-hmm. and they have the same wants out mm-hmm. of it. It's just that they took two different routes to get there. Exactly. So on this, on the very base level, they're the same. They just went about it different ways. And yeah. And it's neat because they because of the, how they mesh, and they both are so competitive in the sport, you have the overly skilled Kageyama, and then you have... Hinata, who's just got like underskilled, underskilled, I guess, <laughs> but like has the physical ability to keep up. Yeah. So they kind of match that, and they have like this like three on three initiation game, and they crush the other first years and one of the third years that they're playing against. Kageyama sent Hinata a nice like set, and he had his eyes closed when he spiked the ball, and everyone was just like, "How did he do that? Like his eyes were closed. There's no way he should have hit that." But it was just they're so good together. They made him look like he was a robot. Who? Kageyama. When they're showing him, like, all right, I just got to put the ball right where his oh, hand's going to yeah, be. Oh, yeah, with his eyes. He, like, yeah, his honed vision, in vision. and, like, had, a, like, a sensor that showed the main spot where the ball needed to go type thing. So. I don't think I realized his first name was Tobio. I, like, I don't remember them saying that at all. No. I just remember them always calling him Kageyama. Or they just kind of refer to him as the king, too, which yeah. he hates because it's not meant in a good way. It makes me think of Naruto, though, because mm. of Toby. Toby. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I love Toby and Naruto. And another good example of showing that these two mesh well with the team, they play a practice match against one of the top four elite volleyball teams in the area. I don't remember the name of the school, but they won. In the practice game, but not yeah. the real game. They haven't played a real game yet. Oh, well, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the okay. Pra- they haven't had a real match yet. Not in the first six episodes. The only volleyball you really see in the first six is a three-on-three and then just a practice high school match. In these first six episodes, what they mostly focused on was them getting to the high school mm-hmm. and them making the team. And trying to form a bond themselves and then form a good team atmosphere and even though that's all that they've been showing Mm -hmm. in these first six episodes you get really sucked in you do it's fun and you always have that charismatic lead who's just happy-go-lucky dumb yeah (laughs) not a toe and (laughs) luffy from one piece it's just they had that's kind of a theme a theme in japanese anime it seems like yeah in the shonen animes yeah yeah so hinata is just the lovable idiot yeah pretty much he's the lovable idiot kageyama is his Nemesis, Naruto is a lovable idiot. Then you have Sasuke, his like nemesis who's an ass. So it just kind of seems to be, yeah, very much so the shonen formula. 
Pretty much. Yeah, it works. I mean, they have a huge amount of successful animes and mangas, so they keep it up, you guys. You're, <laughs> you're killing it, literally. Well, there's a fun fact also, speaking of Shonen Jump and this manga and anime, the main character, Hinata, he appears in the video game for the Shonen Jump crossover fighting game mm-hmm. called J-Stars Victory Versus for Which the PlayStation is, 3. I think they might also have it on PS4 now as well. Oh, really? Yes. We tried to find some videos of him like fighting Playing? in the game, Yeah. and they, we couldn't find anything. Like... <laughs> He doesn't we found have him. Yeah, he doesn't have a finisher. He doesn't have an ultimate apparently because mm-hmm. he's just a support character. Yeah, but he's in it and he talks at, mm-hmm. at a couple of things to you know come out and say his little his little two lines. But it's it, kind of neat that he's in it. You should definitely look into the video game too. At least it seems like a very fun game. A better way to describe it would be kind of like you know how Marvel versus Capcom brought all these different characters together who mm-hmm. don't necessarily go, but they're just there and they're fighting. Well, it's like that, except you have an open-world fighting platform. Yeah, so destructive. And... Yeah, you can destroy walls, and there's lots of props and things around that you blow up, and, yeah, and it seems really fun. They have like really high-profile anime characters in it, too, so it's not like you're just playing with a bunch of nobodies. Well, they're all characters from the Shonen Jump. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like the the formula for that seems to be like the top three characters from the certain anime, like Goku, Vegeta, Frieza mm-hmm. from Dragon Ball, and then you got Luffy, Ace, and um, I can't think of his name, but he was an admirable, an admirable, an admirable, <laughs> an admirable admiral, <laughs> an admiral from One Piece as well. So yeah. it's just it seems like the, that's how they're doing it. Well, they also had Naruto characters. They did, um, and they had um, Roni Kenshin was in it too, yeah, from what we saw in the trailer. Some people from Fist of the North Star. So, so a, lot a lot of big people, you know. Old and new, so um, I might actually look into seeing if they have it on PS4. Maybe it'll be like a cheap buy on the store and I'll buy it because it looks like it's a fun game. Yeah. Not exactly what we're here to talk about. We just thought it was a fun little fact that <laughs> he Hinata was in that show, right. uh, game, which exactly. is neat. We'll continue to watch this show because mm-hmm. we still have next week to finish it up. And we'll keep you guys posted. If yeah. you want to watch it with us, let us know what you think so far and all that. You know, tweet us and mm-hmm. Facebook us and all that kind of stuff. If you know of any other good, fun sports enemies, I mean, they're not this would be fun. It could be a serious one. You yeah. Know, just let us know. We'd love to check it out and give you guys our feedback. Speaking of, like, video games and whatnot. I found out some cool tech kind of info. Yeah. There's going to be a special edition Nintendo Super Famicom themed 3DS. Famicom. Yeah, Famicom. Com, com. not con. Not like a convention, but a console. <laughs> a console. <laughs> yeah, a computer. A computer. Oh, yes. computer. I get it. Yeah. Not a console, but a console because it's a computer. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> you know, I was so confused about why it was called Famicom and not con because I was like, it's a console, is no, it not? But it comes from the shortened version for family computer. Got it. So Famicom. Got it. Um, I understand now. <laughs> they, well, they actually, it's not surprising that if you don't know because these consoles were not around in the United States. Mm-hmm. They were the Japanese version of our Super Nintendo. I had no idea until she explained it to me the other day. Yeah. I was lost. And that's fine because, you know... I didn't know about them when they first came out either. I just mm-hmm. knew about them way later. Yeah. So. But it's the original version of the Super Nintendo. Um, and it was for Japan in the EU, right? Yes. Their version of the SNES. Yes. Um, it's more sleeker. It's um, rounded as opposed to our Super Nintendo, which mm-hmm. was very boxy and rigid yeah. looking. Very and straight strange. corner and like 90 
90 degree angles yeah, yeah. i was gonna say 90 percent but 90 percent 90 percent 90 percent angles everybody 90 percent angles um and it was also more colorful yes. than our super nintendo right Ours the was... buttons were actually rainbow colored yeah. well different colors for the rainbow like m&ms yeah exactly as opposed to the super nintendo which was just purples and grays so uh, weren't the buttons red or is that just on the nintendo itself that was the regular nintendo oh okay yeah oh so, we're, they're going to have a special editioned 3DS yes. that looks like that. And I thought it was pretty neat looking, you know? Uh, that's only a Japan one as well, right? Yes. Ugh. Only going to be... Le- no, well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to lead into the fact that now Amazon Japan is shipping games and consoles internationally. Mm. So, if you wanted this or other different special edition consoles mm-hmm. like PS4s or 3DSs or they anything else. They do have a, quite a few special edition PS4s that are out there only for Japan. Exactly. Which was crappy because I want some special looking PS4. Right. Well, now you can get them. Awesome. Well, if you wanted to order one, um, you have to get it on the Amazon Japan website. Mm-hmm. You do have to make another account, but it's mm. easy to do that. Most of the info's in English. You can always change it to English using yeah. Google as well mm-hmm. as the Amazon website. You can change the language there too. Oh, awesome. So it's not that difficult. We'll put a link that leads you straight in there. And the items do have to be sold and fulfilled by Amazon Japan in order for them to be available for international shipping. So no third-party sellers. Right. No third-party sellers. Okay. But... They still have... I was checking it out just so I can see what mm-hmm. I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. And they do have quite a bit of things. And it's easy to find, too. There's a box you can check to show that things that qualify for Amazon Global, which is the international shipping name for oh, it or whatever. Okay. So it's easy to find. Just please read. Don't yes. just go on there, just click buy. And yeah, always double check. Exactly. Also, make sure you know which things are region-free and which ones aren't, Mm -hmm. because you can only play certain things on certain systems. Yeah, like, I know we've looked into, like, Japanese animes before, and you can't buy them because they're region-locked. Yeah, back in the day, yeah. Yeah. For, like, DVD players and things like that. Yeah, exactly. But with consoles, the PS4, the Xbox One, and the PS Vita all play import games. So with those, you can get whatever you want, and you'll play them wherever you happen to be. But the Nintendo 3DS and the Wii U are region locked so you have to buy a console from japan in order to play the japanese games oh but there's cool things about that like japanese amiibos Ooh. there's a lot of those that don't exist here because of japanese games really so okay you know what i mean awesome and the prices are good too they're all pretty much the same i did a test mm-hmm. so i was gonna pre-order dark souls 3 for the ps4 and it cost 61 dollars and 87 cents in american dollars mm. and that included the $6.65 in shipping fees. So really, it's like a $56 game. And it's only a whopping $6 to ship it from Japan. Like, that's pretty good. And it says it ships in three to four days? Yeah, after the game launches in Japan, they'll ship it out in three to four days. So that's the only down part, because it doesn't ship it, like, in here. When you Mm -hmm. order something from Amazon, it it ships it the day of. Or, like, I think it ships it the day before to arrive on the day of the release. Yeah. So So there, it takes a little bit longer, but... You know, you're not paying $15 for shipping or anything like that. Well, yeah, exactly. And I'm surprised you don't get free shipping for it being over, like, 50 bucks. You know, that's a good call. I don't know how that works there if Probably they do it. Probably because it's international. They kind of can. Yeah. Maybe a little bit cheap, for sure. That's true. But, but I thought that was super cool because awesome. there's a lot of games that, you know, people want. And people mm-hmm. would buy imports of and stuff like that. So I think it's a really good step for... Amazon Japan to do that. Yeah, because there's a lot of things in Japan that I want to get, and this just opens the door for me to be able to get them. Exactly. 
another fun like game thing happening in Japan. We mentioned in the last episode Sword Art being tested out there for the VR systems. Mm-hmm. Now they're doing another field test only in Japan, but for Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go! Which I honestly thought was already out. <laughs> I This whole time I thought people have been catching Pokemon in LA and... Yeah, I don't Florida know Florida, New like, York, or whatever. If I that just, was true, we would have had the game by you now. You know, man, I've seen memes for it everywhere. I thought it existed <laughs> for... I'm like, okay, well, I'm just behind the times. Yeah. You know, I was just so excited it wasn't really here. It's okay. The game actually doesn't have a release date set for the game yet, but it is expected sometime this year. They're, they've assured us that it'll oh. be sometime this year. Awesome. But the, the field test is taking place in late March. Late this month so you do have to reside in japan and you have to have a recent smartphone that uses android or ios you can't have anything older than an iphone 5 oh wow so that kind of lets you know now that if you're going to download this game mm-hmm. you're going to need a newer phone to do so no more razors yeah no razors <laughs> <laughs> no no uh, sidekicks <laughs> oh man <laughs> but um pokemon go is going to be the first real mobile pokemon game it's not just like you know pokemon red being reskinned for your phone which i had yeah and it's not going to be pokemon shuffle Mm -hmm. or any anything like that it's completely different if you have not seen anything for pokemon go what you do is you actually venture out into the real world and you use your phone like a little window and you look at the world through your phone and pokemon appear out of bushes and out of things like that and you have to catch them so it's amazing. I think that's it's a really good initiative as long as people don't walk into traffic. Well, yeah, that's gonna be, that's yeah. I'm sure that Hold <laughs> I'm on. sure that's gonna be a problem. I gotta catch a Pikachu. Can you imagine though? What if the, what if you were like on the street corner and there's a Mew that appears in the middle of the street? I'm like risking behind it. Some car, right? I'm gonna risk it. Some people are gonna do it. I'm gonna like, carry a sign that says "Stop." I'm in a Pokemon battle, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna catch me a Mew. Yeah, you, the, the international sign will be wearing an Ash hat. You there know? you go. So you gotta... <laughs> the whole world is wearing the hat now. <laughs> that would be amazing. It would, but um, I'm sure there's gonna be some hazards. But I, I kind of like it because it's like an initiative to get people out and on their feet to be healthy. I'm sure some people are gonna cheat the system and go on those little like fake hoverboards oh the power boards yeah yeah which probably. is kind of crappy but i mean it's awesome but yeah you know i bet that's that's probably a super good selling point about it that you're going to be outside playing games i never thought about that you connect it to your fitbit and you get to walk around track your steps <laughs> yeah. and catch pokemon at the same time you're a real life trainer people it is it's happening i want to see 151 caught a month after it opens <laughs> i'm sure there's going to be people that are going to like stay up all night and all day and, and yeah. get this done yeah just don't overdo it on the monster right on the yes <laughs> on the monsters on the nos on both the, monsters don't overdo it on the drink yeah. of monster and actually on the monsters well, themselves that's you what can't i thought you were talking about it first pokemon <laughs> <laughs> so the developing company that's working with the pokemon company for this game is mm-hmm. called niantic or niantic. niantic i'm not yeah i'm not sure how to say it but awesome they are the ones who are working with it so they're the ones who have assured us that the game's going to come out sometime this year once these field tests are complete and everything's good to go, so I look forward to it. Yeah, um, I really do too. It's gonna be amazing. I'm probably gonna end up getting it for sure. Yeah. Just because not only to test it for the podcast, but I'm sure it's gonna be a lot of fun to to play. I want to catch me a hunter, and I want to catch me an abra, and I don't know how I'm gonna do that. But you're gonna abra it's gonna haunt happen. somebody. No, that's not how that works. Uh. <laughs> Maybe a sand slash. A sand slash. I want to yeah. diglet. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like the original Pokemon. There's yeah. too many. I don't know them all anymore. There's a lot. Something else that is in the works in Japan right now. Um, if you don't know what a kendama is, it's a Japanese traditional toy. Think of it basically as like a wooden cross with three cups and a spike on the top. Yeah, and it's like the whole ball in the cup toy that yeah. you know little kids play with, except more advanced. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more advanced for sure. So you have the ball attached to a string, and you're supposed to like fling it around, spin the toy, and you catch it on the bottom, the two sides, or if you're good enough, catch the hole in the ball on the top spike. All of which is very challenging, but in Japan they're trying to basically reinvent it and make it more up to date. So it kind of keeps with the ever evolving human world. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, kendama is actually very popular. They have tournaments and stuff. Do they really? Yeah. They I did not know that. When we went to the well, okay. Also, when we went to the Cherry Blossom Festival in San Francisco last year, mm-hmm. they had little little small tournaments that they were doing over there too. Mm. So. I did it's not a, know that. Yeah, it's a big thing. It's not, like, huge by any means, but, you know, it is something that people do a lot of for fun. To spice it up, they're calling it now a dendama. Dendama! And basically, they're trying to bring it to the 21st century. And what they're adding to it is a sensor. That sensor allows you to track how you catch the ball. Do you know what den means? Like, does that have something to do with sensors? Nothing I know oh. If anybody knows... Tell us, please. Please, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's got like a sensor in it so it can tell you like when you tilt and like based on that it gives you points or whatever for like the trick you performed and like combos and stuff like that. And then on top of that, you can download an app on your phone that helps you track those things and helps you hone your skills and become better with the Dendama. That's kind of neat. It's also really cool. You can become a Ken ken Dendama master. A Ken Dendama. I personally probably won't get this toy, but it's kind of neat that they're trying to keep evolving. I'm sure it'll get some use out of it Mm -hmm. eventually by, you know, more tournament use or whatever the case may be. There's probably clubs that use it, you know. Ooh. The fact that you're bringing up tournaments, one of the neat things that's being added to it because of the sensors, I don't know if you have to turn it on or if it just automatically does it, but if you're in the proximity of another Dendama user, Mm Mm-hmm. Say you land a really tough trick, like that your sensors went all over the place, it'll rock the person's next to use Dendama. So if like, they're trying to perform a trick too, their thing like shakes and really? vibrates. Yeah, you know, like it's it's kind of cool. That's, it, that's kind of trollish though. It like, is, but I, mean, I don't know if I like that. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> if I'm just walking down the street and I see you and I'm just like, oh, messing that guy, and like do a trick and like he yeah. loses his ball because he didn't <laughs> land it. I'm kind of like, well, that's messed up. So I, I'm hoping like maybe it has to be like a partner type thing. Yeah. But that would make sense for like tournament based things. It would be kind of neat to be like that would yeah. I'm one upping you, <laughs> challenge me back type thing. What's neat about this is is that it's used with tablets and smartphones. Kind of like shows you a damage meter in a sense. So maybe they can even create it with like a life, like oh, a fight between each other. So yeah. you have a health bar. I have a health bar. I do a trick. You vibrate. You lose some damage. Right. So it's an easier way of having like a tournament. Yeah. No, well, not a tournament, but like if I wanted to go up against you. Yeah, like a battle in a right. sense. Right. Exactly. Oh, that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And then the iOS slash Android compatibility leaves the door open for future apps and games to be made with the Dendama. Well, so. they could apply that technology to a ton of things. Yeah. I, I've always equivalated the, the Kendama to, like, yo-yos. You know? It's a similar sort of toy that mm-hmm. ends mm-hmm. up having professional use out of it. You yes. know what I mean? Thinking of all these games, it's making me hungry. Is it? You know what I want right now? 
No. A sushi well, I think, yeah. <laughs> I was afraid you were going to say that. <laughs> so if you don't know what a sushi burrito is, it's basically a sushi burrito. Oh man, don't hate on me right now. My segue was spot on. Spot it was okay. On. It was good. <laughs> you, know, you get done with the tournament and you're just starving. What do you go get? A sushi burrito. <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't have any here in Ohio. No, but the whole reason why I wrote down sushi burritos to talk about, there's this new restaurant that's in New York called Poke Works. Okay. And they're coming out with sushi burritos, or they have sushi burritos in a way. They have sushi burritos. Sushi burrito is actually a copywritten name. Oh. So it's not a sushi burrito, but... I saw an article about it, and I was like, oh, hey, and there's another place coming out with sushi burritos. That's mm-hmm. cool. Like, this really is cool. this is getting kind of big. And um, I wasn't quite sure. I had to do some research because the restaurant's name in New York is called Poke Works. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what is this in reference to? Like, is this a Japanese restaurant or something? But it turns out, no, it's not. It's not like Pokemon or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually Poke as in the Hawaiian fish salads oh. so that's yeah it's a it's hawaiian influence and they do have their fish salads see i was gonna go with like you know how pokemon's pocket monsters I was right be like a pocket burrito yeah, poke but it's poke works i know so it's not pocket works you poke work the burrito in you your pocket <laughs> so it's hawaiian influence and uh not only do they have one in New York, but they have a restaurant in California in Mountain View. Oh, okay. Um, so if anybody's over there and you want to grab a sushi Hawaiian, burrito. Yeah. So a Hawaiian style sushi burrito. Exactly. Then you can. They yeah. have a lot of different stuff. Their website looks great. And back to sushi burritos. Mm-hmm. If you're not in Mountain View, they have four different restaurants in San Francisco mm-hmm. for sushi burrito. And the funny coincidence when I was looking into it is that the creator of sushi burrito partnered with the executive chef from a hawaiian fusion restaurant to open up sushi rito so oh. it seems like this is a hawaiian thing it was meant to be hawaiian to be, well, you anyway gotta, you're on the go you want to go surfing you need that quick like breakfast burrito you right. go get a sushi rito instead it's healthier yeah. it's a uh, more protein based well you know the thing too is there is a huge japanese community in hawaii mm-hmm. so Very i mean huge. it's it's perfect that these things meshed up like exactly so i just thought it was cool because that's another way that things are combining together you mm-hmm. know with the japanese culture and the american culture mm-hmm. and maybe we'll find some more sushi burritos near us Hopefully you know, soon. at some point i mean like maybe they'll bring it to like chicago or something so right. that we could not have to travel too far exactly to get one it'll and have then... to be places that have the ocean nearby which yeah. is why obviously california new york makes sense but... you know fresh fresh fish exactly so that's a, that's a tongue twister fresh fish fresh fish fresh fish Justin's giving me a look. I think he's gonna. I'm trying to brainstorm a segue. I was trying to brainstorm like taking somebody on a date to find true love with the new bra that came out. Oh, that kind of helps. That like, can work. Yeah, you can take them to these restaurants. And like, hey, let's go get a sushi burrito, and then we can see if you fall in love with me. But <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna try that anymore. Anyway, what I'm talking about is this new thing called a true love bra, which is in um, Japan. A company named Ravi Jor. I think is how you would pronounce that. I think it's Ravi Jour. Ravi Jour? It's like what, French? Jour, like toujours, you know? Toujours? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you remember Josie and the Pussycats? No. The The opposing band's name was Toujours. Was it? Yeah, Dujour. Dujour. Yeah. The I have opposing, no idea. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway, so Ravi Jour is a Japanese bra company, and they pretty much created the chastity belt of bras. <laughs> it is. It's a... It's a <laughs> um, yeah. they, they call it the true love tester. 
and it's the first scientifically engineered undergarment for women that reads your body signals. You know, that's pretty advanced. It is very advanced. Um, and, of course, it would be put to use in a bra. Of course. So, <laughs> basically what happens is the bra cannot be unhooked without true love. And if you find it, it will literally pop off <laughs> <laughs> when that wearer finds someone special. It works with a Bluetooth app on your phone, and it monitors your heart rate or how, like, where you set it at. Yeah. And, like, that predetermined limit is what will help the bra unhook itself. You know, I'm just, I imagine, like, I don't, because when you say it just pops off, I imagine it, like, springing forth, you know? Yeah, like... kind of, if, if, um, I think the article I have linked shows, like, a quick mini video of yeah. it, like, on a mannequin. Does and it, it actually, it goes, like, pop snaps. off? Snaps. <laughs> it goes, bing. Oh, so from the middle. Yeah. So it just like, like unclasps like front... from the center? Yeah, it just kind of Okay, goes... see, I imagined it like flying off. Oh, no. Like... Oh, it's not going to be able to take your shirt with it. Well, no, I know that, <laughs> but like that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how this works. Like, it's just so strange. It's very strange, but it's a fun idea, I guess. It but is. at the same time, it's like, to me, it's really risky. Well, yeah. Can you imagine? Because I mean, okay, it, the whole thing is because it's all based on your heart rate. Yes. Right? So yes. what if you're not even with a person and you're just walking and you well, see somebody like, and you're like, you, oh. It tests it or whatever. So like your normal flirtatious heart rate's lower. You go jogging, it's really high. So you find that like middle ground where yeah. you really have that like, I'm really attracted to this person type heart rate. You're supposed see, to test it with that. I and, imagine it being more, I, I imagine it would be better if there was a button that you just push and um, then it like popped off because no. that would make more sense to me no Cause then, no, cause, no. Like, but what then if it's not true love anymore well but what if, what if like you're watching a movie or something what if and... like our body secreted like a love hormone hormone and that's well, what they do actually... it's called um i don't remember what it's called but <laughs> well i'm just saying <laughs> then that would make the... more sense than like a button yeah if you're well, trying to make it like automatic in a sense i guess so yeah but anyway the point is to be like true love tester and like, like it, I imagine, it's supposed to be able to track you i imagine a bunch of people in the theater watching magic mike uh, you know and it's just like poof, everywhere just well just that's where i'm saying is it risky because <laughs> like what if it pops off when you don't want it to right that's what i'm saying like again what if it does pop off while you're jogging because it wasn't set right Hopefully you wouldn't wear this bra while jogging. I'm just saying. Well, that's true, too. You wouldn't wear it unless you were planning, planning on, on going something. on a date or something. Exactly. But my point being, you're out to dinner with your significant person, and they just happen to really set you off that night. And all of a sudden, you're in the middle of the freaking place, and your bra just <laughs> in goes the restaurant. Pop, and yeah. it's like, um, <laughs> we need to go home now, please. Thank you. Like, it would be a little awkward. You don't find... It's... I don't know. It's a great idea. I think it has... It's just really, really impractical. Yes. Yeah. Very impractical. Unless it's like at an at-home date or something like that. But it's like hilarious. That. It is. Like... I, it is. I just... I imagine it being a lot of fun and mm -hmm. not really usable, though. You no, know what I mean? No, it'd be like an at-home fun thing. Nothing yeah. you could like make lingerie or something. You're not going right. to go take that to yeah. a pub or... They should have different settings, though, for like the, the force that it, it unclasps. You know what I mean? You can like, you can have contests to see like how far it can shoot off. <laughs> that's that's a little excessive. Sorry. Just a little excessive. Oh, but but the but the true love bra itself isn't excessive. Oh, that's very excessive as well. Yes. But <laughs> um, anyway, let's get off of true love bras. Recently, they just re-released uh, Zelda Twilight Princess. And poof, there goes My. the true love bra. <laughs> So they re-released The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD. 
the original game was meant to release on the GameCube in November of 2005, but they delayed it because they want to refine it, add a little bit extra stuff to the game, mm-hmm. and it ended up releasing on the Wii in November of 2006. And I had it. It was amazing. It then re-released worldwide for the GameCube in December of 2006, mm-hmm. like it was originally intended to. Oh, wait, yeah. No, I had the GameCube one, not the Wii version. Oh, okay. I didn't have a- Wait, we did have a Wii. But mine was for the GameCube, though. That makes sense. Yeah. It was the best-reviewed game for the last 10 years. And I guess because of that, they're re-releasing it this year. It came out March 4th, 2016, in HD on the Wii U. Ooh. Which we don't have. No. We're not going to get it. I have no idea about this game or its quests, the kind of missions, and whatever you kind of do. But the fact that it was the top-rated game for 10 years... It was a very, 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 very good game. Really? Yeah. So I'm going to have to say you enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I did. It was a lot of fun. Is Um, it your favorite one? Well, I don't know. Like, I have just such an affinity for the Ocarina of Time Mm -hmm. that I don't know if that one's my number one Mm. or Twilight Princess. It's up there. Well, I know you had me play the original Zelda on 